Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen and Spock. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Say hello, Spock. Hello, Spock. There you go. That's what? What? Say hello, Spock. Hello, Spock. Hello, Spock. Doubling up on the dad jokes. Exactly. Uh, hello, everyone watching on live on Twitch. Thank you for giving us an audience to interact with while we do the shenanigans. Thank you very much for your help, your support. You guys are the best. Gretchen agrees. Thank you so much. Spock, Gretchen, and I have a decent amount of stuff to get into today. So we're going to try to break it all down for you. We're going to try to get you through everything. But there's no way we could not start off with the big news that dropped yesterday that is still unfolding today. Every time I die is done. Not just on hiatus, not just um, taking a step back. They are broken up, dis- dissolved, done. And we got this confirmed yesterday from four of the five members. Everyone minus Keith from Every Time I Die released a statement with everything else saying, there's no way Every Time I Die can continue. And instead of looking for a new singer, they decided, you know, let's just continue on and i thank you for uh taking care of chat too yeah yeah and i also want to say thank you guys again for sticking with us and with every time i die um instead of looking for a new singer they decided it's always been them let's not try to find someone let's just end it where it is this is a band that has been around for over two decades i think nine albums correct me if i'm wrong on that on chat this was not the way a band like this should have gone out and that is unfortunate Hardcore band from Buffalo been around for 20 plus years. Their most recent album just came out in October. It was a long delayed album that was delayed because of pandemic. They wanted to have it a tour, at least possible to promote it. They waited, they waited, they released singles. They finally got it out. And now the band's done. It's not uh, pretty though. And Gretchen has seen some of the statements. Um, and I've broken down as much as I can to her. Gretchen would agree that this is pretty ugly, yeah. to say the least. I, I think that's fair to say. Let's get to Did we it. Determine <sighs> that everything that we discussed, though, we have not heard from Keith directly yet. Okay, and that's what we're waiting on. I want to know how much more there is. Yeah, every website's been talking about this now, from Rolling Stone to Metal Sucks. Metal Sucks gave like the first full fuller breakdown with posts and stuff like this. So. Following disagreements between band members that spilled into the public eye in messy fashion late last year, Every Time I Die has just announced that they have broken up. The band's four members other than singer Keith Buckley, guitarist Andy Williams, and Jordan Buckley. Wow, that is an inappropriate ad to have there. This whole podcast is just a mess. Bassist Stephen Michie and drummer Clayton Goose. Oh, whole yoke. Man, they got some North New York names. Issued a joint statement earlier this evening in which they said they were unable to effectively communicate with Keith after the recent turmoil and have subsequently decided to call it quits. The statement insinuates that Keith had been planning to release his own statement with inaccuracies. Rumors that the band will continue with a singer, they said, are false. Now, and someone just said in chat, every time I die, are one of my favorite bands of all time. Gonna miss them a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of people, like, especially in the Northeast. If you're not in the Northeast, it's very hard to understand just how big of a deal this band was, especially to Buffalo. Like, these are not just the darlings of Buffalo. They're the big deal of a rock band that made it out of Buffalo. You know, a New York band that's not from New York City. You know, that alone is kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> the full statement uh, signed by Andy Jordan, Stephen Goose. 
Andy Jordan, Stephen Goose's last show with Every Time I Die was on December 11th, 2021. While we hope to come to an agreement upon legal statements that outlines the truth, we were informed today of something planned to be released not mutually agreed upon that consists of inaccuracies and controls the narrative to benefit one. They're referring to Keith Buckley. There's been no direct communication with Keith because it's either impossible for direct communication with him solely or we've been cut off any and all communication by himself. Every time I die was these five members, and we were never budging or accepting any chances. Simply, there is zero truth about the band continuing on with a new singer. Lastly, we wouldn't be here where we are today without every single person that's backed the band in all, any and all ways. While we're extremely disappointed at how this has played out uh, online in front, front of you, your support and the memories we have because of you will all be cherished. See you soon. Forever grateful. Andy Jordan, Stephen Goose. Huh. So, there's a little bit of this, and uh, it was Williams that captioned this and said, R.I.P. Every Time I Died, 98 to 2021. 1998. Wow. You know, right? Jordan Beakley quote tweeted and said, Jordan Buckley, by the way, brother of Keith. Keith Buckley, uh, with a broken heart emoji, he retweeted, Keith Buckley, for his most part, shared a private communication to say dated December 20th, written by an attorney, at the firm Sever Law PC, in that letter, an attorney whose name has been redacted said the firm has been retained by the other four members, attempts to open up communication or a settlement agreement to remove Buckley from the band and instructs Buckley to cease and desist using the Every Time I Die band name, logo, or intellectual property, threatening legal action otherwise. The letter stipulates a deadline of December 27th for teeth to contact the firm, but it's not outlined specific consequences for not doing so, and it's not clear whether Buckley responded to the letter. And they give the document that was posted from everything that was sent to Keith. This is where it also gets a bit messy. And this is the stuff that Gretchen and I have really been um, eyeballing and trying to figure out together. Because this is where the real problems are. In mm. December, Buckley revealed on social media that he would be taking some time off from the band to address his mental health. The band had then confirmed the news and announced in a sense-deleted statement that they plan to play the remaining shows of their in-progress tour as a four-piece. First of all, are you kidding me? No. No. For, I don't even know of a good example to compare that to. Um, okay, every time I die is nowhere close as big as Foo Fighters. If Dave Grohl had to sit out a little bit, are they just going to go on without Dave Grohl? Bye, Dave. We'll take it from here. We got it. Get out of here. Keith's a face of the band, guys. He just is. Anyway. Uh, where did I go? Just hours later, however, Buckley issued a statement of his own claiming that the band has ostracized him since he gave up drinking and alleging that he'd overheard his brother, guitarist Jordan Buckley, discussing plans to have the vocalist replaced. Ouch. The so-called ETID karaoke shows to finish up the tour without Buckley were subsequently canceled with a positive COVID-19 case amongst the tour opener 68 not helping matters. But Buckley did not did join the band to perform at their annual Tid the Season show in their native Buffalo later in the month, which is always a big thing in Buffalo, too. Mm. They were also supposed to go on tour with Under Oath and Spirit Box at the beginning of this year. Under Oath already announced that they're going to find they already have a fill-in band for Every Time I Die. Yet to be announced yet. I don't know who it is exactly. <sighs> yeah. 98, Buffalo. 23 plus years. Nine albums. I was right. 
Okay, so this is about as much information as many people have with all the other band members posting the information in their own way. Another brotherly relationship stupidly destroyed. Yeah, it does sound like that. It really mm-hmm. does. 23 years, too, as a band. Not even just, obviously, more than that for brothers, but yeah. as a band. And this is how it's so, and this is where it is now. Huh. Okay, so as I move on, as I switch over now, there's a bit, lot of mess in this, and we still need to hear a real statement from Keith. And Gretchen brought up a great point. Um, it was early last year. Was it last year or the year before? It would have been the year before, 2020. It was 2020. Yeah, early 2020, Jason Hook of Five Figure Death Punch left the band, but he couldn't announce that he had left or had moved on or anything else about the band situation or him because he was under gag order and legal rights. We didn't find out until October of 2020. Well, after that album, F8 came out. It might be a situation right now where Keith isn't allowed to say a peep for fear of legal repercussion or something like that, which sounds like they're ready to throw at him, barring him from anything for every time I die usage. And the kicker was yesterday. This is um, part of this is true. And part of this is the assumption of why it's true. The effects we know, but the cause is still up in the air. Apparently, Keith was going to use the every time I die social media accounts to explain his side of the situation with everything. And as a result, the other people that helped with the every time I die accounts started deleting the accounts so he couldn't use them. Deleting posts, deleting the accounts themselves, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. That is not only petty, that is desperate, and that screams we don't want him to say a word about us. Mm-hmm. That I don't like. Wait, I was about to say, that screams, oh, crap, he's got something that he can really throw. And, like, he's, yeah. he's got weight. Um, we're effed. That's what, that's what it comes off as. If they didn't, if, the, if there was nothing there for mm-hmm. him to really say, yeah. then they'd be like, all right, have at it. Yeah, why but would they care? Them doing, doing all of that makes it seem like they're guilty for something. And also someone just said, yeah, that's why all these people share their... Um, these messages about every time I die on their personal accounts. Yeah. Not on the every time I die pages because they don't exist anymore. When you try to look it up and stuff, they're not there. Yep. Ugh. And I've given you as many of the facts as we know right now. Many, many people have reacted in the music community as I try to show some of them. Doc Coyle was heartbroken about this from Bad Wolves. Let me see if I can mm. go here. I just, I'm just going to scroll through really quick. Just some of the names that like said stuff. Doc Coyle, I'm going to cry. Under Oath made a great post because about the tour. Uh, Laura from Against Me. Tell Smith from The Word Alive. Brian Garris from Knocked Loose. Kevin Kane from Knocked Loose. A lot of hardcore bands and stuff. Jake from Them Evils, like at a band where he's crowd surfing. Craig Reynolds, Straight From The Pat. It goes on and on and on. Everyone had something to say. I was talking to Gretchen about, I knew the band's ex, like publicist. I don't know if ex-publicist is the correct term to use now, but still a former publicist of Every Time I Die for whatever level heartbroken about this other industry people buffalo eats even talking about r.i.p every time i die you brought us great music and memories you know this was a big deal for the for everything yeah um so i've given you as much information as i can outside of we know that every time i die closed out their social media accounts we don't know if that's the exact reason because keith was about to pounce on it but we know the effect so everything we just said is the factual information we could give this is speculation time from Gretchen and myself. 
looking in on this if yeah um Don't if you get me started on the speculations i have. Uh, <laughs> if keith uh if what keith said is true about him not wanting to travel alongside or with the band from city to city on the tour he just wanted to go on his own like separate road car or road trip or fly or whatever how he wanted to do it because he didn't want to be tempted to drink and he wanted to stay sober also he needed time off for mental health and then his brother turns around let's just get a new singer wow that is some jerry springer trash yeah that's pretty low and pretty just just <sighs> pathetic that you would you would put someone who is trying to remain sober yeah. into a situation that would break that like Go step on a Lego, please. And because, it's yeah, and it's your brother like that you've worked with alongside brother. two decades, and now you're like, I'm done with this. Ugh. Mr. High and Mighty doesn't want to drink shots of Jack Daniels for breakfast. Let's get get rid of him and find someone else. Screw it. We don't need a new singer. We'll sing the parts ourselves on our tour without him. Well, what are you doing? No. And again, this is the speculation part. If all this turns out to be wrong and Keith ha- and they all this there's gonna be a lot of back and forth unfortunately from both sides it's not going to stay quiet like this this is not how a band should go out that has meant a lot to many people after a good album just come out that kerrang named album of the year yeah that's pretty solid guys and i enjoyed it too and the way it had to go out is banning a member the vocal the singer and face of the band from saying a peep sending gag orders, sending legal uh, restrictions. And their argument now is we can't get a hold of him still. And he's ignoring us. So we're just not going to do this anymore. Van's over. See, that's why I feel like there's got to be more. Like, if it is really that, like... Yeah, there's got to be more. Like, how old are you? If you've been doing this since 98, I mean, you got to be a little bit older. But, like, you're going to be that petty? There's got to be a little bit more to it than that. I mean, let's say they're all roughly the same age. Okay. Yeah. Keith Buckley is 42. Jordan oh, Buckley started really young. is 40. Probably like right out of high school. Yeah. I was about to say yeah. that, that makes them about 10 years older than me. Jordan so. is two years younger than Keith. Jordan's in his 40. Jordan is 40. Okay. Andy, 44. You know. These yeah. are grown men that have been doing this for a long time. And this is what is the final linchpin. You're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's a weird way to go out. They're in their the 40s. Case. Yes. Could, thank you. Someone else clarifying. You, you could just be like, you know what? We don't really want to do it anymore. Like, why do you got to make it ugly? If if that's really the case. <laughs> I don't. I said yesterday, like on Twitter, like we'll talk about this tomorrow on the podcast. I didn't want to say any speculation. I wanted to wait a day to see if anything else broke. Unfortunately, we still have nothing from Keith. And yeah. I get it. And I get that. If there is that legal ramification, we don't know what else was sent to him. We don't know if there's a gag order. Right. We don't know if anything. I hope Keith Good. Buckley lawyered up and I hope he makes his own account. I know he has his own Instagram account. He's liked some of my stuff before. Recently, when I said we're with you, Keith, like back in December, he liked it. So he has to have some type of social media, which leads right. me to believe he's either biding his time or he can't say anything yet. Either way, that's awful. Because we don't know how long a gag order could be for. It could be for like just a couple of days, a couple of weeks, or it could be like the situation with Five Finger Death Punch where it was like a few months. It was like eight to ten months. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know if we can hear anything. Yeah. 
And also, yeah, it's Keith is a huge part of the writing and music creation. The writing that people loved in Every Time I Die is Keith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So it's a mess. And I've seen a big one. not only an outpouring of love, an outpouring of heartbreak. Yeah. Yesterday evening, I mean, everyone's posts about this are just disbelief, heartbreak, and a little bit of disgust because this is not yeah. how a band should go out for a band that people loved. I have talked about Warp Tour over the past working like I've worked several Warp Tours as media and photographer things like that it's always a mess working one of those things it's mm-hmm. always a sweaty gross mess where everything's unorganized that's one of the things I'm thank grateful for Warp Tour though I got to see every time I die live and it was fun they were yeah. in their late 30s early 40s still climbing on amplifiers and playing on top of them you know just having the time of their lives uh, I don't know if your brother wanted to kick you out of your own band because you needed a mental break, then you should distance yourself from him. I think that's what he was yeah. trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then brother's like, oh, distance yourself from me, huh? Uh, well. Well, this is my band now. Uh, and again, it's all their band. They all were in it from the very beginning. Yeah. You know, it's equal parts. I get that too. But dang, guys, the fact that all four of them signed off on that does lead me to believe that it's a messier than what we see. Maybe there's stuff that from they, they know about Keith that's leading up to this. But if Keith has been sober and he wants to be sober and he said he yeah. needed some time off for mental health, it doesn't sound like he's the one being problematic for uh, towards other people. Yeah, I get the band can't make as much money right now, but they still played the local festival. They still had plans to go out. I flushed away for that? I was about to say, you're going to put someone's mental health in jeopardy all because you want to make a buck. If, if that's the case, then you yeah. need to take a good long look in the mirror and be like, what the actual fudge? I wonder if that's what I happened. Doing? I wonder if that's what happened this morning, too. Like, they all woke up this morning. It's like, and well, like, oh, we ripped the no. Band-Aid off and <laughs> we're we in our- should have left it on. <laughs> we're in our 40s. Every time I die is done. Even if we try to get a new singer and start a new band, are we going to get enough attention? Well, they'll constantly be compared. And if they're not as good, they're old band. <laughs> yikes. And lest we forget, yeah. Keith Buckley has another band, The Damn Things, with members of Anthrax and Fallout Boy. So Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, that's mm-hmm. a that's a mashup and a half. It is, and the music's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. So Anthrax, Fallout Boy. Every and the singer of Every Time I Die. Every that is I correct. Die. Yes. Huh. <laughs> <sighs> The only silver lining for whatever Keith Buckley does next, it won't be as bad as Psycho Sinner or whatever clowny Vex is doing. Yeah, that's that's true. Or we looked up what he was doing. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, Gretchen and I looked up uh, what Tommy Vex was doing. You remember what Tommy Vex is doing? Not much. Getting his Instagram account deleted. He got his Instagram account deleted. He's had other social media problems. He's posting, he's telling people to sign up for his newsletter, which is the only way he can send his music out now. His whole GoFundMe is a bust. Everything's a disaster for Tommy Vexed, and it's all his own fault. But that's another another path. mm -hmm. And someone else just said in chat to you, the damn things are so good. They really are. They really are. They played at Welcome to Rockville that you were there. We were there, Gretchen. Like, they were one of the first acts. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. They were fun. Uh, so, also, that's another fair point, too. Say the other four find a singer, 
trying to make a new band. They're following up Radical, the album that just came out. So it's definitely going to be yeah. covered every time I die. And if it's not as good. Yeah. Especially if it was named Album of the Year. By Kerrang. By, by, a, by a big name like, outlet. Yes, that's a big deal. Like, that's a huge thing to follow up. And, and Keith Buckley's going to get attention now, no matter what he says. He could just pop online yeah. on his own social media. Go on Instagram and saying, lots on my mind on the whole white woman Instagram type that Bo Burnham made. And people will flock to that respond saying, we're with you, Keith, 100%. And we don't know the whole side. We don't know if there's more drama that Keith said or did in the past. We don't know if what the other guys did is worse. We don't know all this other stuff. All, all we know is what we've yeah. been told, and it's not looking great. Yeah. I mean, there's two sides to every story, for sure. And we've only heard kind of sort of with like, we haven't even really heard both sides. We've just heard like, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking it has to do with this now. Right. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it is a mess. It is. And it's I've seen, I've seen so many people, um, Radio Sarah, who's the WMMR DJ in Philly. Uh, mm -hmm. She was at all the rock allegiances that I used to work and stuff like that. They're distraught in Philly. They have big fans in Philly. Um, yeah. Bees, uh, who you know from uh, Space Zebra, Mosh Talk yeah. Bees, great guy. He's torn up about this too. Yeah. I, this reached all over real quick and everyone has the same reaction. This should never have happened like this. And this album, yeah. Radical, was delayed greatly due to the pandemic. That makes it more unfortunate too, but... Yeah. Yeah. I want to know the truth. I want to know whatever Keith says, it's going to have to be carefully guarded and worded. Yeah. I hope he does say something. Do not yeah. let silence go on this because if he's trying to take for his mental health, break for his mental health, this probably isn't going to be great on him. No. Unless he's doing like one of those mental health uh, breaks where he's like off in the desert and doesn't have access to any kind of... He does. Media. He, he's not aware of all this that happened. He's he comes not back aware tomorrow. They anything. did what? Oh man. His he cell phone starts popping up. His cell phone, like he finally turns it on for the first time in 72 hours, blows up. What the heck happened? I'm I mean, sure hey, he's aware. They, you never know. Maybe know. they were like, oh, he's going away for the next like 72 hours. Now's the time to do it so that we prepare before uh, he finds out. Everyone listening, we had Every Time I Die's Radical on the first listening party here on Twitch for Rots. We did that back a couple months ago for like the tester for it. It was fun. It's wild, loud, great hooks. It's fun. Give that a spin. No matter what side of the fence you're on, I, it's hard to pick a side of the fence right now because, again, we know it's so little. Yeah. Just show some support for everyone. We know snippets? Every yeah. <laughs> We have these public statements and court documents, which is yeah. never a good thing. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just show some respect and love for the band. Maybe 10 years down the road, we'll have that whole reunion and everything's uh, roses again. Come, but they'll come back and patch things up. But man, oh man, it does not look great. This could no. be another entry on a future video. 10 ugly band breakups, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And again... Unfortunate, brutal, but very, very unknowing. I don't know how to even say the words. The, my words yeah. have left me at this point where there's a lot of uncertainty. So unknowing. It's mm -hmm. a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. 
<sighs> yeah, someone just said, yikes, that'll be a list for a video. I know. Oh, yeah. There, there's there's quite a few. So I say, there's already the few that come to mind. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. Especially in recent times. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. I mentioned a few of them. <laughs> I know. And I'll have to talk about more. But anyway, let's have some good news, then some weird news, then some good news, because we just got done with all the bad news. I think that's very fair. Just get it out of the way. Yes. So, Gretchen, uh, you already are aware of what I'm about to say for this lineup. There was a new festival that was announced. Uh, uh, you may want to pull... Festival. Yes, I, if I, if Warped Tour is a festival, a one-day thing, I would call this a festival, too. Eh, fair. Riot Fest, by the way, is not happy about this. They were getting snarky no! about it, which is really God, funny to me. So Twitter. They've always, they've, always, they've always had a way too sassy Twitter anyway, but they went ham on this. So for those, who are not, for those who are not aware, when we were young by Live Nation, which has been around for a little bit, but never this big and never like this, will take place in Las Vegas. In October, October 22nd, Las Vegas Festival Grounds, headlined by My Chemical Romance and Paramore. Pretty good, right? All those little emo kids that were growing up are real happy right now in their late 20s, 30s, maybe early 40s. That's not all. It's every emo, almost every emo band you can think of. Bring Me the Horizon. Every good emo band you can think of. Breathe the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Avril Lavigne, AFI, The Used, Poppy, Motionless in White, I Prevail, Dashboard Confessionals, Anne Berlin, Story of the Year, Palais Royale, Atreyu, La Disputes, Armor for Sleep, Silverstein, Senses Fail, Dance Gavin Dance, All-American Rejects, Car Seat Headdress, Ice Nine Kills, The Main, Neck Deep, Wolf Alice, Sayasin, Paris, Lil Huddy, which I don't know why he's there, State yeah, Champs, Four Years Strong, The Linda Lindas, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, and The Wonder Years, Thursday, more. I lost track. Take a deep breath. Start again. <laughs> this screams mid-2000s. Yes, that's what this is by design. I was about to say 2005, 2006, me in high school would be doing everything in her power. And it's a, and it's, and, and it's in an actual city that people would want to vacation to for the weekend. It's at an actual park where they have festivals there regularly and it, it works well. On paper, they did all the research and it looks great. One little catch. Did you notice how I said Saturday, October 22nd didn't give a date range? This is a one-day festival. Everything you see is crammed in one day across three stages. Much like Warp Tour, these are going to be 30-minute sets for a lot of these bands. I was about to say, they get like three songs. <laughs> if they're long songs, yes. That's it. Um, here's the thing, guys. This festival, in my opinion, is not just for us, the fans. It's for all these bands to get back together after pandemic and see each other again. There's no Warp Tour to do that. There's no other festivals to do that. This is something... Yeah. It's going to sell out the pre-orders, like for pre-sale. If you sign up for the website for whenwewereyoungfestival.com, you can sign up for the pre-sale. Mm-hmm. And it's on the Vegas Strip, yeah. Guys, it's going to sell. My Chemical Romance headlining with Paramore alone, that's enough to bring in people locally mm-hmm. in the area. People are going to fly to this. Oh, this especially is gonna... for, for both of those mm-hmm. that haven't played in God knows how long. And then Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Avril Lavigne, who has a new album coming out in April. Yep. And then there's bigger names. They have like stuff like Poppy, you know? 
I didn't even see that until just now. Mm-hmm. They have more current. There's so many names. Yeah, they have more current stuff like Wolf Alice too. They have more current stuff than just mid 2000s. They totally do. Yeah, Ice Nine Kills, which mm-hmm. made me excited. A lot of spewed. I've never seen them live. I mean, Gretchen and I both had a discussion. If this were a little time, it was a little better for us. We would go. We cannot. Yeah, time and we're better. We're getting married two weeks after that. Yeah. <laughs> Literally two weeks after that is our wedding date. So no. I was say, that was actually the date that we were looking to right. get married on originally. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and just and someone said it's going to sell for MCR alone. Yes, it will. And Param- Paramore alone. And like, here, and here's the thing too. This is what I love. It's on a Saturday in Vegas. You spend the whole day at this festival. But then you can just spend the next day in Vegas doing whatever you want and fly back Monday. They thought this out. They did a good job. So I've seen many people with a, with a shade of humor about it, but um, saying it's too good to be true. There's got to be some type of catch or scam. It's not going to be real. Apparently, it's all looking like the up and up so far. I don't know. All for one day, though. Like how? And I know it's like what three stages? Yes. And as of as of, as of now, they might make more. They, I can see them doing a fourth or something. But yeah. And someone said Kitty still exists. Yeah, Kitty's making a comeback, and they're going to be here. That's a big deal too. Yeah, it's just uh... the only reason Gretchen and I are not going. Timing. That's it. Yeah. I was about to say we'll have wedding stuff to think about, and expenses like... and stuff. Yeah. Like even it's if I could just... get in as media and working. And could like finagle a free hotel. We'd still have to worry about flights and stuff. And with everything else going on, there's just no way. So. Oh, that's interesting. Someone pointed out how on the website it says if you get COVID, you get COVID. They're like, they give zero Fs. Like they've got COVID-19 can you, warning. Did you just look that up or did someone else just say that? No, that? I've got it. I've got okay. it up right now. Um Hmm. And it says, by attending, you voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19. So they're not going to try um, to pay for the expense of checking. Oh, that's uh, interesting. That's an interesting take on that. And that's not great considering this is going to be 30-year-old, my poor lower back mosh pit central, not young teenager mosh pit central. This is going to be uh, uh, sweat flopping all over, alcohol everywhere people crying their eyes out for their favorite bands close on each other yeah is uh... that's not awesome um get vaccinated before you go is my recommendation and wear a mask also their um uh allowed and prohibited lists are interesting to read anything specific my favorite one, I pointed this out in the group chat that we're in. No selfie sticks, tripods, or narcissists. Excuse me, I'm an influencer. Uh, okay. The more the more likely you, there's no correlation is not causation, but if you have a selfie stick, it's more likely you are a narcissist. There is some type of upward trajectory on that scatter plot that shows that. But but going off of that, how much you want to bet that tickets are going to sell out to influencers? This is Coachella, but emo. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of influencers who don't care at all. It's like, ooh, My Chemical Romance. Like my Chemical <gasps> Paramore. And then they see the rest. They're like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Affy? You mean AFI? A- Affy? 
Jaffe. Oh my God, no. Yeah. So that's no. possible. But again, I see this as being sold, like mainly filled with people that do want to see these bands. So. Yeah. It's also, I just love the fact that they didn't even like hire a graphic designer for this. They oh were no. Just, like slap uh, all their logos I don't on know. there. They might have, and this is what they wanted because it kind of looks like that battle vest style, all the patches. Because it's all the logos, so it does kind of look like that, but also... It reminds me of MySpace in 2005. A little bit, yes. Again, per appropriate then. Yeah, I mean, that is true. And also... That is true. How are you going to cram all that information for those many bands, you know? with And this at least does give everyone a little bit of a look, you know? So... Yeah. Also, it says no skateboards, so Avril is going to have to leave her skater boy at home. She'll be having her new album, so I don't know what to expect for that. It's a, it's a sad time for her. Um, this is not anything. I doubt he's reacted yet. Someone on Twitter said, replying to one of the threads, Roddy Radke's really upset that he couldn't be a part of this. And like, ooh, probably. <laughs> Can you imagine? Probably. I don't think he said anything yet, but. Uh, well, I'm sure he said something to his girlfriend and like to himself, uh, stamping around the house, punching walls. But, you know. Um. Yeah. Oh God. So it's been inter- it's no. interesting. That's the information we have right now. Check that more information out on their. They have new socials for when we were young. If you look on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, also their website when we were young If you want to check out, uh, sign up for their uh, presale information. Like it's mm-hmm. free. You get the emails when it goes live and stuff like that. So also, also real fast, mm-hmm. this this shows how long of a day it's been. Um, I sent this list to my best friend, and mm-hmm. she and I were looking over the band items, and it says no misters. And so we're sitting there going, like, is this ladies only? It took us a really, really, like, embarrassingly long time to figure out they meant, like, <laughs> face, like, water mist. We're sitting there going, like, oh, ladies only? <laughs> no. I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, it's been a long day, hasn't it? Uh huh. <laughs> blame it on that. Just blame it on that. Yeah, just a long day, you know? <laughs> so, this is good news. This is. This is something to look forward to. Hopefully, this does happen. Hopefully, all the bands can, can, can commit and contribute to it. Hopefully, it's a great day for everybody. Hopefully, My Chemical Romance also goes on tour later this year, which, is, which would be perfect if they went on tour this fall. I mean, they're already going to be out for this and for Riot Fest, so why wouldn't they be? That'd be great. Not everything that was announced today in full was fantastic, though, in quality. So if this is not your thing, if My Chemical Romance and Paramore are not your thing, and you're looking to tie the knot, you can head to Oklahoma City, where Honeymoon Rock Fest is happening, headlined by Puddle of Mud and Scott Stapp. Now, some of you are going to say, shut up, Luke, stop making things up. And I understand, but that's actually factually true. This is real. Honeymoon Rock Fest till death we rock, March 18th through 20th, a three-day festival, headlined by Puddle of Mud, Scott Stapp, and Sugar Ray. Also featuring Saliva, Everclear, Fuel, Eve 6, Power Man 5000, Tantric, Sister Hazel, The Nixons, Aranda, and more. Not all these bands are banned. Not at all. And, and I have to understand, you have to understand something. Puddle of Mud, Scott Stapp, 
Sugar Ray. These are late 90s, early 2000s names. This is for an audience. Oklahoma City is not exactly a destination. But if you're in town, maybe you can go see it. But why is it called Honeymoon Rockfest? Gretchen, do you know why? Did you look into this? No, I, when you when you sent this to me and I was like, I know this isn't real. I had to like Gretchen, walk away. Gretchen actually did say, please tell me this is fake. Like this is a fake lineup, this right? To me, this to me looks more fake than when we were young. Yeah. No, it's got to be. This, this is real. And again, not every band on here is bad. I remember loving Power Man 5000 when I was growing up. And I was a wee little one. But here's the thing. The unique entity of Honeymoon Rockfest is that throughout all three days, they will be allowing couples to get married on stage between band sets. So if you want to sign up to get married at Honeymoon Rockfest with a lot of cool bands, this is your time. Sorry, babe. I, I still have my heart set on getting married in the fall. Um, you know, March is a lovely time of year, but you know, I'm <laughs> it would still be set on that fall season. I was gonna say it'd be cheap though. Tickets for this thing can't be that expensive. <laughs> uh, Yikes. But I mean, you got to know that's probably part of a package. Be like, do you actually want to get married at this? It's gonna cost a little bit extra, but uh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Worth. But you get to meet Wes Scantlin. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I know. And someone just said Oklahoma City in mid March is just lovely. Yeah. Eh. I'll even give that one the benefit of the doubt. I won't even knock the weather on that one. Um, <laughs> someone just said you get married, Scott Stapp starts singing with arms wide open. <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs> oh, God. I'd rather get married at when we were young. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure some people's gonna, someone's gonna oh, try yeah. that. Someone will try be, that. Probably there'll be, pro- there'll be proposals. There'll it's be Vegas. Weddings. It's Vegas. Might They're gonna get divorces. married. At, it's Vegas. They're gonna get married as soon as the festival's over because everyone's drunk and those 24-hour chapels they have in Vegas are totally do that. So I go on their live journal. I met the love of my life at when we were young. Someone else just said, "Do they offer annulments also at this festival?" <laughs> <laughs> right around the time there's a little tent around the, back by the exit just so you realize so that way you just don't have to leave the... yeah just get it done uh, so yeah Cringe. Uh, this is the Cringe. second podcast in a row where people have tried to hijack my podcast with sound effects Mm-mm-mm. i mean to be fair this one is it is uh, this, this, bubba this and david is... your timing was pretty impeccable well done I was going to say, this moment is like... Uh, someone just played the cringe yeah. button, and I'm like, eh? And also someone played Scott Stepp's sex sound effect. Eh? So They both fit what's happening. They did. They were appropriate, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. For those, for those wondering, <laughs> you can go to honeymoonfest.com for more information. Boy, is that a site name. Wait, honey? Moonfest. Best.com. I, I want to see. I can't imagine they'll have COVID precautions either, but I could be wrong. All right, hold on. I was trying to see weddings. Here we go. VIP wedding packages. Here we go. Uh-huh. Um, so uh it happens in between sets, 10 to 15 minute on stage group wedding for the brides and grooms, 
uh, photographed and filmed dressing rooms, VIP day passes for four, which includes open bar, open buffet at VIP tent, meet and greets with most bands, pending COVID safety, exclusive stand-in and seating in front of the stage, VIP bathroom trailers, mm, because that's what I want is a VIP bathroom trailer on my wedding day, as well as a surprise wedding gift bundle. An ordained minister will complete all paperwork and legalities. Um, I, I just want to, <laughs> Luke and Gretchen, save your money and get wedded here. No concert crap. No. Um, here's the oh, thing. Oh, and then you have, you have to fill it out and say what top five artists you would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You know what happens between sets on stage? That's when all the roadies and the tech crews and everyone else comes on stage Moving and breaks. St- and move- you want that in the back of your wedding? Heck yeah. Don't and with, you. And with the most... <laughs> This is very mean. Oklahoma-style crowd angry for Puddle of Mud to come to stage. That's what you want in the front of your wedding? I just want the little, like, um, the cases that say Puddle of Mud in the background. Just like uh-huh. the stage. <laughs> Instead of popping champagne, they pop Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, that is that Ugh. type of wedding. Yes. Ugh. Just syrup in my mouth. Man, Ugh. oh man. Hey. <laughs> Is it bad that if I say, even if it was local, I probably wouldn't go? Eh, I don't think I would. Even I, if it was local and you didn't have to pay for it, I would go to see the weddings. No, I wouldn't do that. No. Oh, I would. No. I would just be like, let's just see what happens. No. <laughs> oh, that, someone just brought up a great point. Where's Hinder? They're from Oklahoma, too. Man, <sighs> even Hinder get, wow. get invited to this. That's brutal. Ah, pretty bad. That is brutal. (laughs) And someone else just said, imagine getting married and then 10 minutes later, everyone's singing along to She Hates Me by Puddle of Mud. Perfect. That's our song. That's where the annulment happens. Uh, (laughs) More information online if you want that. I would say save your money and make a trip to Vegas. Go to uh, When We Were Young Festival again. Uh, I... It's oh. okay. Last comment from Chad. This isn't a rock show. It's a comedy festival. Well, it really is. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, so I can't knock it. You better get your tickets now because it's only $49 per day or $129. $49 a day. That is a deal. But if you <laughs> wait until February, it goes up to 55 per day. Let's better get in there. Man, oh, man. And puddle of mud and Scott Stapp get the most. So, mm-hmm. uh, moving on, more good news now, which I think is exciting. The return of Knotfest, Knotfest 2022, two leg tour. I'm very happy about this. Starting in March 16th from April 17th, and then the second leg, May 18th through June 18th. I'll be taking a little break between April and May, about one month, maybe to do festivals, hopefully. Slipknot will be touring with the first leg with In This Moment and Ginger. That's a pretty cool lineup. And the second leg with Cypress Hill and Horror, which is a little bit different. I still think that's pretty impressive. Slipknot going full gear with this. They have a new album coming. They are very excited about everything. Corey's going to be busy too because he's going to be on Shiprock now as a last minute addition. So everything's going full steam for the Slipknot camp. I'll share the information here. There we go. Pretty cool stuff. Lots of dates. They're going through Canada, a lot of the U.S., Tons of cool stuff coming. I might try to drive up on that April 7th show to Peoria if I can. Depends on schedule and stuff like that. That's like two and a half hours away. I haven't been to Peoria, Illinois since I was like 17, something like that. So it's been a while. 
But I still think this is cool. This is another thing to get excited about, guys. So, that being said, something cool did something for that. Um, Gretchen just sent me a link. This is something I, I need. Want you, I just want you to see it relates to the the honey, honey the honey, whatever it's called. I don't honey, remember now. Honey, honey moon moon fest. Please look at the photo. Oh, about me. Please look at the Photoshop. What is Honeymoon Rockfest? And there's a photoshopped couple in the heart. Hang tight. I'll see if I can share with the class. Hang tight. Apparently, it's a couple that is marrying at the festival. Oh, they will be getting married. Or before it. I don't remember the days now. Um, Okay. Yeah. um, Day before. So I'm doing this. I'm going through the site. They have like the little wooden altar type thing with the pa- wheels on pallet and the screen. God bless them. Oh, the, the information fill in if you want to do that. But the about me. Oh, it's under the about. Sure. Okay. And this yeah. is the about me. What is Honeymoon Rockfest? Yeah. Just, the picture was cute. Oh, now I see. The founder, Leah, is marrying Philip on March 17th, 2022, before the music festival. So this is the founder. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? They're living by the sword. They're they're not just saying do this as a gag. No, they're really living the life too. They're, they're setting they're their own example, too. setting they're their own example. Too. So yeah, 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 mm, yeah. So <laughs> not fest though. Should be great. Hitting many more like the two leg tour will start again March sixteenth to April seventeenth, and again May eighteenth through June eighteenth. Two solid months of not fest going through Canada and the U.S. Check out their website. Check out all their socials for NotFest. Corey said, even with everything going on in the world right now, we're still extremely excited to come back out, of the, out in the States with two different exciting packages. Whether it's In This Moment in Ginger or Cypress and Horror, we pride ourselves in bringing our fans to the epicenter of our music and arts. Come celebrate us and try to stay safe, as safe as we will be. And they take it pretty serious, too. Corey always has. So, that being said, there's been some good stuff that happened today. Some newsworthy things to look forward to. Especially, everyone's talking about um, when we were young. Fest, the every ta- every time I die thing is very unfortunate. Not fest is returning. Before we start wrapping things up, we like to talk about the Billboard Mainstream Rock Top Three. Every week, I try to talk about the top three songs on Mainstream Rock that are either blessing or plaguing the airwaves. Coming in at number three, no real change. Shogun- Shotgun Blues by Volbeats, which was at number one a few weeks ago. Staying steady at number two, which was at number one for a while, Hunter's Moon by Ghost. And then number one for a second week in a row, and proving it's not a fluke, the first solo guitarist woman to have the number one rock song in the country on mainstream, Nita Strauss with David Draymond, Dead Inside. Kudos to Nita Strauss. That That is awesome. She's also a big part of the video. I will have later this week on 10 Amazing Women Guitarists. I'm finishing up the editing on that. Good stuff happening. I would also like to point out for those who are unaware, Rock Coliseum Song vs. Song 2, which will be next Wednesday, the 26th. The event is already up if you check out the YouTube channel. Please join us up for two hours of rock discussion, Rock Coliseum Song vs. Song, alternative metal, make us think, make us choose between two songs, all this stuff. We love doing it. We love having the interaction with everyone in the audience. Lots of cool things. Gretchen has her channels both on YouTube and Twitch you can check out. She streams almost daily on Twitch if you want to hang out with her when she plays Dead by Daylight. 
our YouTube channel. It's putting up information about piercing and all that stuff too, in case you're interested in the piercing lifestyle. Spock, who is also in the background of Gretchen's video right now, has comfortably been overseeing this podcast. Hopefully he approves. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I want to thank everyone for listening. Stick it with us through the technical difficulties. I'll probably edit them all out later. So people listening on the podcast won't know what's going on. That being said, thank you guys again. And Gretchen, oh, there's one more thing I forgot. Can I, before I end it, this will only take a minute. And a collaboration with Pushing Up Roses. We have a new merch line. Gretchen approved. Laughed at first, but then approved. Have you ever wondered how you can get across that you don't want to be around people, you're not interested in anyone, and you just don't want to talk? You're just not emotionally available? Well, wear merch that says so. Thanks to Pushing Up Rose's design and my idea, this is the Emotionally Unavailable merch line, now available on, on the Rocked merch. All my socials are sharing it. You can get hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, stickers that say... You are emotionally unavailable. Tank tops, t-shirts, beautiful designs and graphics, stickers, crop hoodies, you name it. That way you can advertise that you're emotionally unavailable. Thank you. You can check that out on my Twitter too. That being said, Pearl is now with Gretchen. Gretchen, do you and or Pearl have any words of wisdom that you would like to end with? Pearl is usually the head biscuit maker. Of Gretchen's house. Maker. Oh, oh, we're starting. Oh, yeah. He's about to get ready to make a batch right now. So, yeah. <laughs> Gretchen, any words of mm. wisdom for this week? Yes. If you are in the U.S., get your free COVID tests. Well said. They're available now. Yes. Uh, co- what is it? COVIDtest.gov or co- yes. something like that. Um, it was get pushed your free out COVID tests. Available through the United States Postal Service. Or, uh, yes. The Biden administration confirmed and approved everything. All you have to do is go to that website and you will get free COVID tests for your household in the mail. Zero cost. Per you get address. four. Per address. So that's pretty good. And they'll get sent to you in the mail. You just put in your information and you check out for zero, zero, zero. It's all set. Yep. Super easy. Get yourself free COVID tests. They finally lived up to it. They said they were going to do it, and they did it. So you know what? Check that out. Pearl is very comfortably happy. Gretchen's doing well. Thank you guys again. Stay tuned on the YouTube channel. We will definitely have that video soon. New music night on Sunday. We do music videos now as well. Thank you for everyone that tuned in last time. Thank you for everyone that tuned in today. We will see you next week, and we'll see you Sunday. Have a great night. Say goodbye, Gretchen and Pearl. Goodbye, Gretchen and Pearl. Yeah. I knew I knew that was coming. Mm-mm-mm. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. The beast gave me two.